You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Ask Drone You. Today, we are going to be discussing a different path, a navigation to marketing yourself, networking yourself for more, well, technical jobs, more industrial jobs. How do you break into that market? You know, we've talked a lot about working with people. We've talked a lot about writing articles and about doing these jobs yourself. But how can you take that a little bit further? So we're going to talk about that today in this particular episode. And uh, I'm particularly excited, Rob, because this is just one more example of how no matter what business you're in, it's all about relationships. Very true. But I think even more so for something like industrial level work, because uh, the various reasons, but not the least of which is just there's uh, there's a greater depth and technicality to what you're doing, in a sense. And so the trust has to be higher, at least theoretically, but I think also practically. And therefore, a deeper relationship matters even more. But, but again, we're starting with relationship on a scale of 1 to 10, mattering at a pretty high level to begin with. But then you get to industrial, I think it even bumps it up a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, hundred percent. I also think that the risks and liabilities are much, much higher as well Absolutely. because people are making decisions off of what you're doing. So, for sure, this is not for everyone to break into. This is for people who understand E and O insurance, <laughs> errors and omissions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also for people who understand. Um, you know, this is the type of job. It's funny, like when we talk about drone pilots. These are the type of jobs that I feel like should only go to the people who are extremely systematic, they're focused on safety, and it shows in every aspect of their flights. Because literally, if you get dinged for one thing, like let's say that you uh, provide information for an inspection and they you know, make a decision off of that, ends up being wrong, costs the company a whole lot. They do the whole corporate shenangling where they blame each other and then continue to blame each other and then finally just decide to go after you. And if, you, uh, you know, if you're having a lawsuit brought against you, or you're in court, you're going to have to defend literally how did you take off? How did you land? How did you operate the drone? What expertise do you have? Where did you get trained? How do you know this is correct? All these questions come into play. And if you're not you know, able to confidently answer those questions, then I would say that you're going to have a huge issue down the road. So, you know, this is really one of those really interesting things here, Rob, where frankly, I just want to make the case that this is not for everyone. Industrial inspections are really not for everyone. And in fact, there were even some recent cases of drone crashes uh, that have made their way into the public record from people in the industrial space who, you know, who say they know what they're doing, but clearly don't know how to stop a flyaway. So let's listen. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I was was just going to also, not that you're being discouraging, you're being very real, but also I was just going to say... But even the best have crashes, right? This isn't even even the best um, major league baseball players, which playoffs are going on. I love that. That's why it makes me think of it. But even the best go through zero for twenty slumps. So the best of the best are not perfect. Yes, they really are not perfect. But 
I want to make this really clear. It's really not about crashing. It's not about if you have crashed, then you shouldn't do industrial inspections. It's more so, are you a lifelong learner? Have you learned from your mistakes? Do you continue to push the safety envelope? Because if you continue to push the safety envelope, these jobs are not for you. They're really not. So, and in fact, we're seeing more and more of these enterprise guys that are talking at conferences that are in these crash reports that are like, guys, these these are really simple things that you should know, like the rules of takeoff, the rules of landing, how to stop a flyaway, things that we go over in our training. Maybe these people need to go to a flight mastery training, Rob. I don't know what it is, but uh, if you need to book a flight mastery training, shameless plug, thedroneu.com, and then click in-person training. But let's go ahead and hear the question. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Cameron and I'm with Sky Game Photography. I just had a quick question for you guys. Uh, by the way, I love you guys' show. I've been watching it for years. But long story short, I started off inside the real estate uh, with drones and I got into the 3D walkthrough, the inside photos, inside videos. And now I'm trying to move more into the industrial side with drones. So I did a whole bunch of research on what drone I want to get, everything I need, you know, like RTK, GCP points, what drone, you know, what camera. Um, long story short, I'm going more towards like, I guess, roof inspections you know, construction site surveying and mapping, uh, cell phone tower inspections, power line inspections. And uh, long story short, I'm trying to figure out how exactly I should go about marketing to those clients or getting more clients. Uh, with real estate, I made brochures. I just did basically, you know, went to real estate offices, did that. I looked at some online websites. I do Google ads. Uh, but for the industrial side, it seemed like it might be a little bit more harder to line up contracts. So I'm just trying to figure out the best way to go about it other than just, you know, cold calling companies and I guess doing my pitch and that's, that's the only way to do it. So uh, just let me know if you guys have any suggestions. You guys check out my website at www.theskycam.net. Thank you. Cameron, thank you. Thanks for listening for all these years. Really appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to send your question in. Appreciate that as well. Um, you've done a lot of industrial level work. We have a lot of members that are doing the same, have done the same. Uh, what's your advice? For our friend Cameron, this is a this is a really 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 great uh, point here um, because you know like I said in the past I just want to kind of recap things that we have mentioned um, in the past about what to do when it comes to promoting yourself and we've talked about you've got to go out and do these jobs you've got to go out and get some experience you've got to go out and get sample data see what you did wrong in the workflow you really need to test your workflow and your systems to see is it truly scalable is it something that you know you can repeat have another pilot go out there conduct the job get the data upload the data and be cool with it is that something that's actually working. And we've talked about taking that material and telling a story of how exactly these companies are benefiting and how they're saving money, they're gathering data, they're limiting liability, putting that in story form and putting it on your, your blog and talking about how you offer those specific um, uh, systems and services. Now, that being said, oftentimes the biggest indicators of the success of a job is knowing exactly what the deliverable is for the client and knowing the pain point because if you can solve that pain point you're going to find that it's going to be extremely easy to work with that client they're going to value you and the service that you provide now that being said oftentimes rob it's really difficult to understand what a client is after even some of the clients that we have been working with oftentimes the deliverable is not really clear because there's so much data that you can gather it's often difficult to understand what can be done with the data right it's like looking at the ocean 
right? You look at the ocean, there's a lot in the ocean. Well, what can we gather from the ocean? Well, we might be able to gather how the elevation changes running up to the shore of California could impact a potential typhoon and how the flooding would mitigate across you know, the state. So there's so many issues and so many nuanced purposes that we can utilize data for. Oftentimes, it's the data. The data is not the problem. Rather, it's the ability to interpret and utilize the data that often becomes the problem. So how do you solve these problems? How do you figure out what the pain point and the problems are for these other clients? Well, have you ever considered going to like an association or a networking conference? Let's say you're doing uh, pipeline inspections or cell phone tower inspections. Have you ever thought about attending talks from a conference of that particular industry? Because that could be one of the most valuable ways to discern information. It's just mm -hmm. simply going out there and listening to these people discuss the the different ways they've solved problems, the different ways they're implementing and researching new technology. And it could be a great way for you to sit there and say, you know what, I can solve that problem with a drone or they solve that problem with a drone, but I think it can be done so much better in X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You can take that, go out, perform a job, showcase how you would solve those particular pain points. And then what I would do is I would go to an association, like a local association. Um, again, if we're talking about cell phone towers, if we're talking about pipeline inspections, I'm sure there is some sort of local group or association that meets that does like, uh, you know, networking events, or maybe there's some big economic development meeting that you can go to and literally ask to give a talk and discuss the how you have solved these particular very nuanced problems. And then don't forget, you have to talk about why is it important to the client? And more so, why is it important to the client's client? And why is it important to the world as a whole or the local community as a whole. One of the hard lessons that I learned, Rob, in the UNM Entrepreneurial Challenge, which I did win, by the way, I got a lot of advice from people who had won previously, and they're like, here's the formula. Mm -hmm. um, what problem are you solving? How are you doing it efficiently? How will you scale? And how do you affect the community as a whole? Mm -hmm. What's the bigger picture? What's the, you know, what's the bigger why? What are you doing for the greater good? Because if you don't have a greater good, people really don't give a crap about your business. What you do, what you offer, sure may help some nuanced people, but until people understand the larger why this is such a big deal, typically no one is going to listen. So again, when you're giving these presentations at association meetings, at networking and meetings, you've got to tell a story. What's the problem? How did you solve it? What are some of the hiccups that you had? And what was the final output? Wow. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it all. I think stream of consciousness. <laughs> it's great stuff. I think um, one thing that comes to mind, and, and you sort of alluded to it, but I think of it like if you're going to try to get a new job, right? A new, um, we'll call it a traditional job. And you're going to interview for a company that you love and that you would love to work for. I think one of the best things that you can do is really deep dive into that company, learn their history, learn about their culture as much as you possibly can, which is easier nowadays than it's ever been before because of social media, because of the internet in general, et cetera. So learn about that company, learn about the industry that you're interested in getting into and be the most knowledgeable call it non-participant in that industry that they've ever run across because that you're going to start to capture people's attention. They're going to remember you when you're able to speak their language at some of the meetings, association conferences, et cetera. 
the more you can speak the language because if you can't, they'll sniff you out in a hurry. True. Right. And so I think, did you talk about writing articles? Because I think one of the ways to continue, one of the ways to get into the speaking engagements, the speaking opportunities is to be published, Mm -hmm. right? That's going to help you with that. So it all sort of feeds into educating yourself as much as possible in the arena that you want to get into. And I think that's the foundation that you need to create as opposed to just thinking about it in terms of how do I market to? Obviously, that's part of it, but you need the foundation first. The marketing, there's a, a bunch of different ways that you can do it. Yes. But having the foundation and understanding of those clients or those potential clients and their business and their industry is number one and very, very important. Um, just a couple of other things that you're going to want to do in this realm is you're going to want to get set up in ways that you might not do or you might not worry about if you're thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to say this wrong, but if you're thinking a little bit smaller, which isn't bad, let's just say all you want to do is real estate. You probably don't need to think about some of these things as much, but you want to do things for your business, like get a Dunn's number, right? Because start to build your business credit, things like that, that some of these larger organizations are familiar with. And at some point, probably early on, they're going to expect you to have maybe even register with SAM, which is the system for award management through the federal government, such that maybe you get some opportunities in government contracting. But even if you don't, even if that's not the the path that you take, you're in that system, you're in that database, and you can build some credibility that way over time. So you want to... I kind of feel like a lot of businesses um, try to do this over time, and that is portray yourself as maybe bigger than you are. Um, You're not lying. You're not misleading people. uh, But you also don't want them to think that you're a one-man show working out of the closet in your bedroom. (sighs) Right? So these are all things that you can do to build your foundation. True. No, I think that's a really, I think you make some really good points because credibility and authority are, is one of the five sales, uh, mm-hmm. one of the five pieces of, of doing sales properly. And man, you really hit it on the head. But, you know, as I was sitting here just thinking about what other tips can I just give people when they're trying to make these, um, these, these, these connections with people? Because at the end of the day, there is a formula to follow, right? Go out, do the job over and over and over again. Write out the system. Write out how to scale the system. Write out what data you're providing, what problem it solves. Write an article. We've already had shows about that, right? right? But we're taking it past that now. So now we're talking about going to conferences, learning more about the pain points from these particular clients, taking that information and telling a story now at a local association or a local networking conference to showcase this knowledge and to showcase that you know what you're doing. But in addition, you know, what things can you really do to make networking events work for you? Because I think, Rob, that so many people are so worried. Um, and are, like, I actually think, no offense, I think of you and Tim at networking events. You guys are thinking about so many things. And at the end of the day, people want one of two things. It's to feel safe or comfortable. Hmm. Okay. So when you to make- talk about themselves. Mm, sure. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. I'm yeah. a better listener than talker. But anyways, go um, ahead. And actually, I really, I really have been wanting to have this guy on the show for a very long time who's a mentor to me. And he's just so old. He just does not get what podcasting is or how it works. Or he wants to be like crazy prepared to the point of like writing an article. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is have a conversation. a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you but, do it every day. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and what he says is like, you know, in the first five minutes of meeting someone at a networking event, focus on them. What do they do? Ask them what they like to do, not what they do. Okay, sure, you work there, but what do you enjoy doing? What do you like about that job? What really gives you inspiration and what gives you motivation? Keep diving deeper with this person. Figure out what they really like. And then in that first five minutes, you got to figure out, you know, they're going to tell you a pain point, whether it's about work, whether it's about life or whether it's about their health. And one of those three things, and this is what this guy says, one of those three things is going to give you a door and an opening to talk about, you know, what the problems are. And if that's something that you can help people out with, great. If it's not, guess what? How can you help that person? Maybe give them a connection, but don't just connect them with someone you know, or someone you think is going to help. You've got to connect them with people who you know, who are actually going to follow up with those people, people who actually want to go out of their way to help those people. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. It's not really difficult whatsoever. And yet people make it super difficult all the time. And it just makes me think to yourself, whenever (laughs) Rob pointing at himself, it just makes me think whenever you're at a networking event, go make friends. Also, if you are nervous, don't go alone. I actually, Mm. it took me, what, three years of working here, four years of working here to realize that me doing webinars alone, bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I just shut down and I don't really know why, but there's something about rosy cheeks sitting next to me that just makes me come out of my shell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, Rob. I think it's the, uh, the shining light from your head. I'm not sure though. That's right. Yeah. It just brings a glow to, uh, to everybody. You know, I did want to make one clarification, at least from my perspective, as it relates to going to some of these conferences and association meetings, whether it's local or whatever. And if you're at a conference, I don't think we're suggesting that you go get a booth at one of these. At least I'm not. I'm no. suggesting that you go and mingle and, and go to the booths and talk to people and ask them what challenges they're having, et cetera. So I just wanted to make that clear because I like that better where you're working the room as opposed to waiting for people to come to you. Um, just wanted to make that clarification because I think there could be some, uh, some confusion there. Another thing too is listen adamantly. Mm -hmm. You have to look people in the eye. If you have a problem looking people in the eye, just quit your effing job right now. Okay, I know that's none of you listening, so that's why I get to be that tough. Um, But seriously, look people in the eye. Let them know that you're listening. Listen intently. Ask them questions. Uh, One of my favorite things from Never Split the Difference is just simply mirror people. Mm Mm-hmm. This And these are things that are really naturally intuitive. It's not really something to think about, at least not for me. I know that's People don't very, do it, though. very different. Um, but if you remember, don't talk about yourself until asked upon. Always smile. Try to make friends. Ask people about themselves. Dive deeper. What do they enjoy, not what do they do? Mm-hmm. What do they like about where they live, not where they live? Okay? Focus on... Also like, oh, you know, what, what are one of the biggest issues that you're, you're having, uh, you know, with your particular workflow and solving these problems? Yeah. You'd be shocked at what people will tell you. People will tell you everything. They will. Everything. Because generally people are not asking them these questions, at least not with a, with a sincere interest. And 
you know, I'd also say, just like you're going, obviously, I, I like sports analogies and metaphors, but um, just like going into a game, you want to go in with a plan, well-practiced. I would say that's the same thing here. So, for example, if I am not really intense and focused on remembering people's names, like when I was in Denver, I went in with the plan of, I want to remember everybody's name and I'm going to make sure that happens. And by the end of the first day, and it was a full class, mm -hmm. I had everybody's name because I focused on it. I guarantee you, had I not focused on it because I know myself and I do this way too often, I hear somebody's name and I am not lying 30 seconds later. I don't know what their damn name is. Go in with a plan that I am going to remember people's name. I am going to listen not think about what I want to say while pretending to listen. Yes. I'm going Don't to listen. listen to react either. Gosh, exactly. sometimes I'm bad about that too. I'm Everybody just going to go there and throw it out there. But so. that's why you have to go in with a plan and a strategy and well thought out structure to your, to your process of going to one of these things. Because if you don't, you're going to get mired in your nervousness. There's all sorts of things that can throw you off kilter. And then at the end of the day, you've wasted your time. Ah, oh, beautifully said, very eloquent. It's just, there's so many, so many aspects to networking. At the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, if I was on the other side of this conversation, how would I feel? Mm -hmm. Are you the guy who talks too much on the first date? Or are you the adamant, empathetic listener? Yeah. And we're going to leave you with this. Tactical empathy. On that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. Leave us a review. If you so would, we greatly appreciate it as it helps other people find this show. My name is Paul. My name's Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.